This week saw the passing of a legend in the arts in Aotearoa. Sir John Trimmer, arguably New Zealand's most beloved dancer, has died aged 84. With the Royal New Zealand Ballet since 1958, with stints at the likes of Sadler's Wells, Trimmer was celebrated and toured internationally, yet he preferred New Zealand best, touring the country for most of his life, much of the time with fellow dancer and later the Royal New Zealand Ballet's ballet mistress, Lady Jackie Trimmer. This has really endeared John to many New Zealanders. He was really our Sir John, and for myself that connection was very local. Sir John and I both live in Paikakariki on the Kapiti coast, and he was not only our village's most famous citizen, he was one of its most cherished. Ever the performer, Sir John was joyous, charming village presence, there for conversation, our fresco at the local cafes, and he was also a passionate painter and potter, exhibiting frequently locally. Shortly we're going to hear from his elder sister, the musician Coral Trimmer, who I spoke to a day after Sir John's passing. But first, another quite different interview that we've never played before, recorded with Sir John six years ago at home. It's one that reflects his magical ability to connect with young and old alike. In 2017, he was joined at his and Lady Jackie's home by two year eight boys from neighbouring Paikakariki School, Mercurius Farrell and Flynn Conroy Rutan. They were recording for their school radio show. And at the time, Sir John, aged 77, was still dancing, touring nationally with the Royal New Zealand Ballet. He was to retire a year later. What got you interested in ballet? I was very lucky. I'm one of six children, three girls, three boys. I was in the middle. And my mum danced in musicals in the St James Theatre in Wellington when she was young. My dad played the violin in the orchestras when he wasn't um, in the shearing sheds. Oh, yeah. So he did all of that. And when my mum retired from performing, my eldest sister, who was about 13 years older than me, she learnt and she toured all over New Zealand performing. And when she retired, I was about 12. Oh. It's my oldest sister. So everybody in our family danced and sang and played guitars and ukuleles and pianos. What would you like to change? wish all the leaders around the world, leaders of every country, were better than they are. Apart from that, everything's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Any more questions? I'm enjoying this. Do you like ballet? Ooh. I enjoy doing it. Good answer. Um, rehearsals are very hard. They're very tiring and very hard. And uh, I enjoy doing it. Do you think you're old? I don't think I'm old. But sometimes when I look in the mirror, I get a bit of a fright. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I'm Uh, not old. um, Did you wish, did you thought you could have done better in your life? Perhaps. But um, I was lucky I was pretty good. And I've done a hell of a lot and performed all over the world. So I think I'm lucky. Um, added up all the hours that you've rehearsed, you've trained, you've like done like shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's over quite a long time? 60 years. I love your reaction. Wonderful. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
We're about to be going to do rehearsals. All the main, uh, rehearsals? Yeah, we're, we're about to want to be in uh, St James Theatre. We're, we've got uh, in, Courtney Place in Wellington. In Wellington, yeah. yeah. We've got uh, but the, studios up above. Wait, so are you going to perform in, in perform St James? Then? Yeah. Yeah, in the St James, and then we take it to Auckland, Napier, Rotorua, Hamilton, Palmerston, Blenheim. Christchurch, Dunedin, and Vicargill. Ah, it's a lot of travelling. It's a lot of travelling, and, and performing. That's right. what I enjoy the travelling. But you must be so used to it. Yeah, well, that's to, right. When you wait, I got a question. When you first started travelling, mm -hmm. what was your feelings then? How are you feeling about it? The first the travel ahead of like about the future among that us. first tour. I thought. I've never been so tired. I felt so tired and exhausted all the time. And I thought, oh, I hope I get to the end of this tour without, <laughs> you know, conking out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did. And then I kept on going. So you, lo you loved doing all the very hard dancing that younger people do, like lifting ladies over my head and jumping very high and twirling around. Do a little bit of it, but not much now. But I've slowly started to do what we call character work, and that is like acting, yeah. acting without words. So that, I, mean, that, that's what I, I don't enjoy. know if this is. Tr I think it is, but my mum told me that you are a sir. That's right. Yes. How did when and how like? The, how do you become a sir? You get knighted by the queen, but when it's and it's right to do. But um, I don't quite know how it came about. I think. Some people put in for it for somebody who they think is worthy or has done a lot to help. And um, I had done a lot to help the ballet company over the years. And uh, tell you what, before you, you go, I'll show you my Sir medals. Um, when, <laughs> you're, when you're, um, when were you, you're obviously feeling, were you, how were you feeling when someone told you that you're going to be knighted? Ah, uh, first of all, I, I sort of went, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, I, I sort of thought, oh, that's silly, really. And then I had a good think about it and thought, now, this is good publicity for the ballet company, the Royal New Zealand Ballet Company, and it helped to put the ballet company on a, higher level in the eyes of a lot of big businesses. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, I can't stand big business. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I thought this is a good idea for publicity. And so, yeah. So I said, yes, please. And went along and had to kneel down on a stool and get tapped on two shoulders with a sword. What's your favourite place you've been to? Oh... Apart from Pokakariki, um, Rome, Rome is wonderful, uh, Paris, Paris, Portugal is wonderful, but I like living in New Zealand. Um, yeah, Have you, when you were travelling around the world, did you ever learn like, different languages and how to speak? I, I learnt a little bit of um, Danish because I lived in Denmark for a while performing there um, and a little bit of Italian my Spanish isn't very good and neither is Can you say German. it's like an Italian sentence? 
Sì, va bene. Um, come sta, mi amore? Buonasera. How are you, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm very good at shopping, doing the grocery shopping in Italian, <laughs> but not really holding conversations. Sometimes do you randomly just start dancing in the lounge sometimes? Oh, yes, especially <laughs> if some music comes on. And I have to tell you, I came home from Wellington might have been the week before, not last week, the week before. And I get the train, you see. Mm. Um, and I got off the train and for some reason in the distance I could hear tamaray drums, you know, Cook Island drums. Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, where are they? Of course, I love them. And so I followed them and they were down in the village, down in the shops here. And uh, three boys, four four I think and they were there with their drums out on the on the road playing away like mad so I put my bag down and started dancing to them and one or two people in the village stopped and looked and stared I think somebody might have got a bit on um video on, yeah, on their phone did you wait did you do like your ballet dancing or were no you, were no you just, Cook Island dancing you know how to do it, I know not I'm quite good not as good as ballet but yeah yeah <laughs> So yes, and in the living room here I will if there's some good music on or I don't know, on a nice day I'll open the door there, the ranch slider and uh, put on a music loud and start singing as well. <laughs> you from and your neighbours will be like, oh. Yeah, they'll probably go, what the hell is he going on about? <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. At any point of your life did you think you were the best ballet dancer in the world? Oh, that's a hard one to answer, isn't it? Because... You've got to think you when you're doing some things on stage, performing. You've got to think you're pretty good, otherwise you don't have um, the the ability or the strength to do them, the, the push to do do it. But if you get too big-headed and think you're too good, then you're liable to fall down and, and yeah. not be Especially so a bit good. Too cocky. Yeah. yeah, too cocky. That's quite right. One time, I, I have to tell you, I was very lucky. In the 1970s, I was considered one of the seven best dancers in the world, the whole world. But that's not bad, that's, that's really is it? Good. To all those people out there that's been dancing and all the history yeah, and that. Yeah. Back then, who was the best? Ah, his name was Nureyev, Rudolf Nureyev, and the other one was Barishnikov. They were both born in Russia, but they spent all their lives in America. The late Sir John Trimmer there, who passed away this week, he was speaking to my curious Farrell and Flynn Conroy written of uh, Paikakuhi School at his home in 2017. Those two really did me out of a job this week, I think. Um, now, with Sir John in Paikakuhi when he passed uh, was Sir John's older sister, Coral Trimmer. Carol's now aged 93, but she's of similar enduring performance stock, as you're about to hear. An acclaimed musician, uh, Carol started playing the harmonica 88 years ago, and she's never stopped. I spoke to Carol at home with her wife, Sylvia Bagnall, a day after John's passing. Well, Carol, I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you so much. So, Sir John was here with you 
um, and and his his wife Jackie, Lady Jackie, across the road as well, uh, passed away here at home. That must have been nice to be close. It was away. wonderful. We um, we had a, con- a a conference with five doctors at the hospital before he came home from hospital the first time, um, because um, they needed to know that he had somewhere to go, and there's no way I would allow. I would want, not allow, that's dreadful, I would want my brother to go into any uh, institution. I would want, not want that. We don't do that in our family. We look after our own. Uh, but, of course, uh, Jackie had to approve, naturally. Jackie was at the conference, and um, Jackie was on her own, one person. I'm fortunate. I have a wife, a marvellous wife. Yes, and good. there were two of us, and so we were in a better position. And, uh, yes, Jackie said yes. She wouldn't be able to cope with that on her own, naturally. Um, And then we put it to John, and he said straight away, I'd love it. So John and I actually had planned things like this a long time ago before either one of us were married, when we were both young and singled and gorgeous and (laughs) very, very naughty in London. Um, Gosh, that would have been a long time ago. Yes, 60s. Yes. Uh, I beg your pardon, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you mean a long time ago? <laughs> was, well, yes, was, I am old, that's right. John was uh, dancing, what, he was at uh, ballet school and Sadler Wells and things like that back then? He was with Sadler's Wells when I, in, in, uh, uh, when I uh, got to England. Uh, and um, he, he was single, so was I. Um, <laughs> and we... We've had a closeness, which is, I don't know whether it's unusual or not, but we have always been like, almost like twins, twins. Mm. We used to talk about it and we used to say, we, yes, yes, our souls are connected. We sometimes didn't even have to talk. We knew what the other one was thinking and feeling. And there was a nine-year age difference, and yet there was no age difference whatsoever. It's as though we were the same. We talked about uh, losing each other, and we talked about we must go together. Bloody hell, it hasn't happened. <laughs> Keep out living, everyone. Well, but you, you, you as the older sister would have no, felt a I was sense older, of care. the older sister. We had a bigger sister than me. Ah, but a six of you, but you were older than John. So yes, did you I feel a sense of wanting to look after him as a younger well, I didn't know I'd have to look after John. But um, we used to talk, that we used to say that we would like to be together in Paikakariki and down the beach, which we love, we would hold hands. We didn't quite know what to do after that. <laughs> and we thought, well, maybe some fool would press a red button and the whole planet would blow up and that would be an answer to our problems. <laughs> And there was always music. I think probably close to the end, to the end, John got to enjoy your harmonica, I presume, quite close to his passing. Well, we had a wonderful day on Sunday. Our darling, darling, beautiful Gilbert, who has a heart as big as... He's a pianist, very good jazz pianist. My my lovely pianist I work with, but a friend, a darling friend. He came around with keyboard. (laughs) And um, I haven't played the harmonica for a little while. I... I haven't played it. Um, but anyway, I took my harmonica too and we played a couple of little numbers together, gentle, quiet ones, and John loved them. Sylvia was watching him, weren't you? Oh, it was a marvellous time. And uh, he loved that. And um, and you improvised a new blues. Uh, yes, I'm getting around <laughs> to that. Um, I think, I, well, you can always wipe this if I'm not allowed to say it. Um, John was peeing a lot. 
Well, that's just a natural function. He was peeing a lot. And Gilbert started improvising, and we both loved that, love improvising. He started a blues, and I started singing and making up the words as I went. I've got the peeing blues, the peeing blues. Pee in the morning, pee in the night. Pee, my baby, when I hold you so tight. This sort of thing. And it went on and on, and John loved it. It made him laugh. It made us all laugh and cry, including Gilbert. Um, But that that was lovely to be able to do that because from the next day onwards, Don... John had difficulty um, comprehending. Um, the life was quite yeah. quickly going out yeah. of his body. But that, what a life. I was just reflecting that, you know, I know here in this village of Paikakariki, he is so beloved. He brought so much joy. But I think because he toured so much around the country, he, he is people listening out there. He, is, he, is, he was a friend to everyone, I kind of feel. He was almost like an orchestrator of joy. And my, my daughter said to me last night at dinner, she said, Dad, it was like his job was to make people happy. Yes, I totally agree with that. And the thing with John is that, I mean, I've known him longer than anybody for 84 years. And I held him in my arms when he was a few days old. I held him in my arms when he died, took his last breath. But even as a little boy, he was like that. He was a beautiful little boy. Uh, he he's, he's never doesn't lose his cool. And people loved him. Well, he was bullied a bit at school because he was a dancer. But he never hit back. And, um, was he always a dancer? I was, I was going to ask. A dancer? Yes, I mean, how, how, when did he start well, dancing? As soon as he could walk? So well, he, I no, imagine he, it. no, he didn't actually. <laughs> well, well when, when I was holding, Mum said, Mum was just in the, in the hospital. Mum had just had, uh, when the first time we saw him, Mum said, Come and look at your new baby brother. Look at his feet. He's going to be a dancer. That's really? what Mum said. Uh, Mum was smart. She always knew. Um, but. Um, we didn't take much notice of that because I looked at them and thought, I was nine years old, I thought, they looked like ordinary baby's feet to me. But anyway, Mum was right, she's always right. But uh, John had bronchitis quite badly when he was a little boy and Mum took, took him to several doctors. And one doctor finally said, look, Mrs Trimmer, we can't help you. Have your son taught ballet? This is a true, true story. Well, it so happened that our beautiful sister Pam, our big sister, had a ballet school in Batoni oh. and in Lower Hutt. And she was a professional dancer herself. Everyone in this family were performers. <laughs> and surprise, Pam, surprise. Pam was, she, she was a beautiful, very strong dancer. And um, so John joined her dancing classes and she was his only teacher until he went to the Royal Ballet, which he didn't like very much, by the way. He was homesick. But... Um, so, and the dad thought it was a great idea. We were lucky. We had a dad that was just so gentle. Mm. He, was, he was the gentlest. And his mum, Ada, Ada Myers, she was before she married a trimmer. The family must have been very proud of John. Of John. Of, of, oh, I, I, we were all so proud of him. Um, I was personally very, very proud of him uh, because watching John dance... You're in heaven. I love ballet. I've always loved it. And I've seen many beautiful dancers. But watching John, he had something quite special. 
because when I know that he was able to meditate while he danced, I did the same when I play music as a kind of a meditative process. But he, um, when he springs in the air, he appears to come down more slowly than he does springing up. But it's, it's not so much that. He dances not with his body, but with his heart and with his soul. That's how he danced. This is why he got through to the audience. He becomes, he's not just dancing, he becomes the dance and the music. And that's who he is. He's not Sir John Tr or John Trimmer up there on the stage. He is the dance. And uh, not everybody can do that. It's not something you train for, it's something you're born with. And he had that. And I was so proud of, of watching him. I remember when I saw him in Petrushka, which is one of my favourite ballets. He was brilliant. And Chassel as Albert. Oh, all of them. Les Sylphides, all of them that I have seen. Orpheus in the Underworld, the last one he was in in England. He just, even before he became a principal dancer, he stood out. There was just something special, almost an aura, surrounding him. But... I'm, I'm most <clears throat> proud of the, the human being he is because he was, even without the dance, he was a beautiful human being. He was a beautiful brother. And me, I'm volatile. I know it doesn't show, does it? No. But <laughs> I'm quite volatile. But he was proud of you too. I know he was. He loved my music. He used to come to every show he could possibly come to and to see me perform. But... Um, I was so proud of who he was, the way he was, what he was, the mind he had, the soul he had. That, to me, comes before his dance. It comes before the knighthood. It's just John, my little brother John. That's the first sonata from Stravinsky's ballet Petrushka, which was a favourite of Sir John Trimmer, who uh, passed away this week. Uh, Sir John memorably first performed in, the, in that ballet in the 1960s in New Zealand. And we dedicate that song to Lady Jackie Trimmer, who first met John when they joined the New Zealand Ballet Company on the same day as teenagers in 1958. They married in 1963. Our love to her. Uh, before that, we heard from Sir John's sister, Coral Trimmer, with her wife, Sylvia Bagnall. And yes, Coral is a lesbian. She came out aged 84. <laughs> 